As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey there, Fangirl Nation. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Get My Job podcast on Believe. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I'm so excited to be joined today by the host of ESPN's NFL Live and SEC Network's SEC Nation, Laura Rutledge. Laura takes us on her career journey from covering Major League Baseball to today while highlighting the importance of holding herself to a high standard, but also being kind to herself. She also talks about being an example for her daughter, the feedback that helped her career, and much, much more. Let's get to it. Laura, welcome to Get My Job. I'm so excited to have you on. I wanted to have you on for a while, so I'm so glad we were able to make this work. I am so excited. Um, you just do an incredible, incredible job with this. And I feel like it's such a valuable resource. So I'm honored that I would be included. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. So let's jump in. And if you could start by taking us through your professional journey, of course, now you're hosting NFL Live, SEC Nation on ESPN. But if you can take us through uh, the process to get there, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'll try to keep this as short as possible. Uh, it's kind of a wild ride. I, um, going through high school and even prior to that in middle school, I was very interested in the arts and I did a lot of ballet dancing and playing of music and all sorts of things like that. And then I realized at the 11th hour that I did not want to be a professional ballerina, even though that's how I had been tracking. And so I, I had an option to either go to Florida or Florida State because we lived in the state of Florida. I had in-state academic scholarship. I flipped a coin, decided to go to Florida. I got there. I was taking ballet classes, using my academic scholarship, hoping that people wouldn't notice, which of course shows my naivety at the time. And my parents realized and said, well, wait a second, we can't afford to be paying for all these classes. You need to figure something out. And so I asked around to find out how I could make some extra money. And someone suggested that I go to the on-campus radio station there at Florida, WRUF. And they said, they pay $6 an hour. You seem like you'd be okay at radio. Why not go check it out? So sure enough, I go up to the station. They have one opening. It's in sports. I don't hesitate, even though I don't have a background in sports. <laughs> I say, yeah, I'll take the job. I'll take the opportunity. And there I am having no idea what I'm doing. And it, it ended up being a great, great, great 
way to get into the business because my foundation was in radio. From there, right out of college, there's a lot that I'm, I'm leaving out here, but we can get to it. Right out of college, I my first job was with the Tampa Bay Rays. And so I was their reporter. And I did that for a couple of years for the pre and post game show. It was a small role, but a really valuable role, especially at that age and, and so fresh out of college. Then I went to the San Diego Padres for a year. I hosted, I did some Chargers coverage because they were still in San Diego at the time. And then during that time, I was doing a lot of college football and college sports in general for Fox College Sports. So I was getting a little bit more of that live experience, which I think was super valuable. And then from there, I found out the SEC network was starting. So there were a few other stops that I made just briefly and then finally got an opportunity at SEC network when it launched in 2014. The rest is history, I suppose, as I have continued to do my best to work my way up and take as many opportunities as have come my way at ESPN. And now here I am today. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports and wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Well, and I, I want to highlight for a second that you really got your start in baseball, and now your focus is football between you know the NFL and, and SEC Nation. And I, I bring that up because I think a lot of times young women, young people getting into the industry have a very laser focus on what they want to do or what sport they want to cover. And I just want to highlight how important it is to be open and to be very well-rounded because you could really do anything at this point. Yes. Um, I think it's so important that you brought that up because so many times I talk to people too that say, well, I only want to do this and this is what I'm an expert in. And I think it's incredibly valuable to be an expert in something, right? That's Mm -hmm. something that makes a huge difference when you're talking about opening doors. But there are so many things that I've done, whether it's been covering collegiate paintball, which was a legit sport that I covered and actually very intense, by the way, to gymnastics, which I had no idea what I was talking about with that. And and just feeling very uncomfortable at all times and all of these things. And to your point, baseball didn't come easy to me early because my primary focus throughout college had been in football and a couple of other sports. I never really covered baseball and then felt like I was learning it as I was going along, which was incredibly nerve wracking. I felt like I was making a mistake every two seconds. And a lot of times I was, and that was okay because there's only one way to learn. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's to just do it. And so from the baseball experience, the one thing I think was really important there, and, and it's something that I really can't overstate is it was so many reps because baseball is such a long season. And because there are 162 games, sometimes more than that, even you include spring training, there's a lot more too. There were so many chances for me to keep working on this. And there are so many people that say, well, how did you figure this out? Or how did you know that you could be good? By the way, I still don't. And I, I still sit there and criticize myself daily, which I think is is sort of important, but also we should be kinder to ourselves. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm, working on that. Mm-hmm. But the main thing was that 
I was getting regular reps. It wasn't something that happened overnight. It took years and years and years of this practice and of constantly being thrown into the fire of live television before I felt comfortable on all sports. So baseball was such an important tool in my early career for that reason. So now fast forwarding to today, uh, you have NFL Live, you have SEC Nation. How does your preparation differ? And also, and this might be a two completely different questions that I've made into one is a two-parter, but how has your preparation changed from being a baseball reporter to being a host? Yeah, it's so different. And and yet there are a lot of things that are similar. I think with NFL Live, one of the great things about hosting a daily show is that it becomes part of the fabric of your being. Every single minute of your life, you are a bit consumed by what you're doing, which doesn't lead to a great work-life balance, I realize. And we can also discuss that because I'm still trying to figure that out myself. But I do think that it, it gives you a working knowledge to where you're not constantly researching documents after document and trying to start from square one and figure out what under the sun you're talking about every day, you've been talking about it. And so it becomes just regular conversation for you. So while I do every morning for NFL Live, we'll get research notes and I'll do my own research that I start usually around 6 a.m., 7 a.m., depending on what's going on with my two-year-old that day. And from there, prepare for our meeting, which is a production meeting at 10 a.m., which is me and the production staff. Then we get notes from the analysts based off of what we think the show will be about. A lot of things change again in our afternoon meeting at 1 p.m. And then we do the show at 4. So it's such a process, but it's also a process that lends itself to being incredibly regular. So you feel like you have this knowledge base. And yet, as I prepare for the NFL draft and and thinking about that time, which we're in right now, there's a lot of extra preparation, even though it works hand in hand with the college prep that I did during college football season, because I also have such a foot squarely in college football. So I think a lot of my prep and, and just sort of an overarching way to look at it is that I had to start trusting myself that I knew enough to where I didn't kill myself on the preparation side because that was how I always was. It was always, I'm going to be overprepared. I'm going to know more than anybody else. And that's my weapon. And that's how I arm myself against doubters. And that's how I arm myself against my own nerves. But what I found over the years is that that actually became an inhibitor at times for me. So finding this happy medium between being prepared enough, which means a ton of preparation, a ton of research, as I've talked about, And also not overdoing it, remembering that natural curiosity leads to great moments on television. And as a host, you are a facilitator, you're moving things along, you're doing everything you can to play this mind game of gymnastics constantly to think, what's my next move? What am I going to do next? As this person said that, that I didn't expect, and how can I adjust and how can I be prepared? And I'll be totally honest, there are many times on a show where I think I've been so incredibly prepared, and yet I'm sitting there on my phone Googling in the middle of a discussion, trying to find (laughs) this one little thing that I'm looking for that I didn't have at my fingertips. And that's okay. And I've had to become okay with that. But it is a totally different world when you are preparing to host a show versus being a reporter. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients support gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. 
Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Well, and I think I'm glad you just said that it is okay. We can't know everything all of the time. Like we just, we just cannot, it's not possible. Uh, so I think it's important to, to be, as you said earlier, kinder to yourself and know that it is okay. And that's something I want to go back to in a minute. But as long as we are talking about NFL live, you also have a fantastic group of analysts on there with you, um, including the great Mina Kimes, who is, who's been on this show. And so as a woman, how cool is it to have two incredible women on this very prominent show who are going toe to toe with your, your male analysts. And you guys are always obviously fantastic and you have such great chemistry, all of you, but, um, just how cool is that to get to work with Mina in that way? Yeah. I realize you can't see my smile right now, but maybe you can hear it because I just, first of all, thank you for saying that. And secondly, if anyone brings up Mina Kimes, I cannot help but smile. She is such a rock star. She's such a force in this business and even beyond this business, because I firmly believe that in order for women to continue doing things, we need to see other women doing them. And it's so inspiring what she does every single day. And yet what I love about our group and the men in our group, especially, is we're never treated like women. It's never, well, we've also got these two girls on the show. It's never that. And in fact, I think often we forget that there's any differences there, which is such a beautiful thing because as much as we spend so much time saying, well, women need more opportunity, women need a seat at these tables, I firmly believe that. But yet, let's not make that part of the conversation 24 seven, because I, I do believe that we've earned those spots. So let's just carry on with it. And, and that's what these men do a wonderful job in supporting us. It never comes up. They will come to our defense sometimes if something gets ugly on social media or if someone's coming after us. But a lot of times they know that we can handle our own and they don't even need it. And Mina is in such a different situation. She is so unique. She's truly a unicorn in what she's doing. And so I, I think her her role and just watching her every day inspires me so incredibly much. It's amazing to watch someone that you care about as a friend, but that you respect so much have the success that she has. And she amazes me with the things that she comes up with and how smart she is as an analyst. And and yet I constantly feel like, well, of course she is. And, and I shouldn't be having these moments of my jaw dropping in the middle of the show because she's rattled off some incredible stat or reminded us of a moment or, hey, this guy ran this particular route or this defensive scheme is going to fit so well with what they have personnel-wise. It is so much fun to just talk ball with these people. And that's what I think has allowed us to just have a ton of fun on TV. A lot of times this is a job and I get that, but I feel so lucky so many times to be up there with them and to just feel like we're kicking it with friends and to welcome the the audience from home in to be part of that conversation. Well, and I think that's why the show works so well. I mean, I really do. I think you can you can tell a difference in when people genuinely enjoy working together because you guys are having a conversation every day about football, about the NFL, and you're all talking about it together and there's a big difference. And I think for you as the host, 
uh, just to, you know, boost your ego. This is your get my job. But I think for you as a host, you're integral to that because there's a there's an art to being a host. Not anybody could just sit up there and just facilitate a conversation. So I do think a lot of that um, is on you as well. And you have an incredible group with you, but I do think you deserve quite a bit of credit for that as well. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, and you guys are fun. You really are. I love, I love watching your show. It's just, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, oh man. I'm always like, how do we make the group chat happen on TV? And then I'm amazed at how many times it does because uh-huh. group chat is constant. I know that's annoying. People are like, oh geez. Okay. Save me from the group chat situation. But it really is uh, such a rare situation to be able to have people who can feel that comfortable with each other, know that we always have each other's backs. And on live television, we don't always know anywhere near what's going to happen. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> and that's the beauty of live television. That's just right. that's the beauty of the whole thing. I love it. I actually love that idea of the group chat happening on TV because that's that's where the gold is. The gold always happens in those group chats. So oh, yeah. I think that, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so you talked a little bit earlier about being kinder to yourself. Uh, so I wanted to focus a little bit on that and kind of how that's evolved. And I I know it's probably a work in progress as it is for us all. Um, But also how maybe being a mom to a a little girl has, has made that even more important to you. I think what you just said is so wise because for me and throughout my entire career, even going back to when I played violin and piano and all of these things that required concerts and any missed note, I would beat myself up over for forever. Or I would write something I love to write especially when I was younger, I would write poetry and things like that. And I would show it to my mom. And if she didn't have this, uh, let me do a cartwheel type reaction, uh-huh. I would think, oh, it's trash. I'm throwing it away. <laughs> you know, And that was, that was how I was. And, and I still battle that so often, just this, this quest for perfection that is unattainable. And yet I think it's, it's a double-edged sword because for me, it keeps me so motivated. It keeps me going. It, it, it continues to sharpen me in a lot of ways. Like I'm my own worst critic, worst enemy, all of these things. But yet on the other side, it makes me always feel that I'm not good enough. Mm. And I I truly do not want that for anyone else. (laughs) I want people to to feel good about themselves and celebrate themselves. And I think there's a, a, a happy medium, a fine line there where you're trying to figure out how can I hold myself to a high standard, but yet not beat myself up. So I'm constantly battling that. And that's really, I think, something that I will always struggle with in a lot of ways. But I used to be consumed by nerves of television and it would even be just a taped standup. I would get so nervous. I wouldn't be able to get through it and it would lead to many takes and frustration and all of those things. And if we've done TV, you've been there. And I think what I finally realized at a certain point, and this was after many reps, as I've talked about, I think reps allow for a little bit more comfortability, but after some point I, I realized sometime around when I was 25, 26, when I had gotten to SEC network that it truly was my own self holding me back and and not sharing any personality on television and being this very stoic, let me just get through my report. And I was good. I was, I was pretty good. I could get through the report. I could get it out there. But yet the entire time I was a ball of nerves and I was being too hard on myself and I would go back and watch things and just beat myself up. And so I finally realized, all right, so this is no fun and this is not going to work. And and I started just trying to smile more on television. And if I look back at a bit of a turning point for me, at least at ESPN, which has led to now more opportunity, it was when I started to share my personality and share myself a little bit. And, And I say that in saying that 
I know it's it's so much easier said than done. And it took me years. We're talking by this point, I've already been in the business since basically 2011. And it was 2015, you know, 2016 of, of doing live television that entire time and getting tons of reps and still not being comfortable. So it doesn't happen overnight. And it's something that I still get nervous all the time. So I, I'm trying to be kinder to myself. And I think going back to what you said that I think is so wise is that having a daughter gave me incredible perspective. Having a child in general made me realize, okay, just calm down. There's so many things that are so much more important in life. And I do think that I want to be an example for her, but also for other women, not necessarily in, oh, look at these things I accomplished, but hey, look how I handle other women. Look, look how I try to encourage other women. I truly want other women to succeed. I want you to be that way too, you know, in speaking to my child and um, just watching how she already encourages others and has this incredible warmth about her. That's, I think, what makes me proud and something that I'm going to continue to strive for for her. So since we are, since we're talking about Reese, uh, and I love that name, by the way. Uh, but you're welcome. So since we were talking about Reese, uh, you spoke earlier about work-life balance, which is such a tough phrase because it's it's not necessarily a a possibility. We talk about a lot on this podcast. It is not a daily possibility. Balance is an overarching theme that we all strive for in, in life. But you know, as a working mom, and you said earlier, you know, your day started at six a.m. You tape your show at four. Kind of, what are your non-negotiables in terms of how you prioritize your time? Yes. So I, this took me a long time to figure out. And, and as I think I keep saying, this is really the theme of this is that I am a work in progress. We are all, you know what? I have what? no idea what I'm doing. There right. was a sports um, center anchor a long time yes. ago that would say so-and-so was day to day, but then again, aren't we all? And I think it really yes. is the most perfect yes. phrase ever. So true. <laughs> uh, you know, so what I found though, is that for me, the morning times, which is when I'm home, even if I'm working on the show, I, I'm just putting the phone away as much as I can. I'm being very present with her. I'm spending that time with her. Even if it's, hey, today, all I have time for is to sit down on the floor and play with your letter flashcards for five minutes. That may be all I can do, but that's okay. Or, hey, I have to take a shower and you're going to have to come in the bathroom with uh -huh. me and, and let's talk while I'm in the shower, you know, <laughs> and we could have a, I mean, a conversation with a toddler while you're in the shower is an interesting <laughs> adventure, but it's something and it's spending time. And then for me, a non-negotiable is bedtime. You know, I, I put my phone away. I take her in. We have a really special time together reading books and talking about her day and all of those things. And I found that to be something that, gives us a moment to connect every single day that I'm home. And I also have to travel some too, which is a real stinker because I hate to leave her, especially as she gets older. It's like the worst because she actually knows that I'm going somewhere. But then, you know, there are also days where I say, all right, I don't feel like I'm prepared enough for what's coming up, or I have some special assignment that I need to put some extra work into. Let me say, I'm going to block off this period of time and I'm going to go do that. And it may be that I could do it at home, but I know I'm not going to get it done as well. So let me go to the Starbucks down the street and get that done. And then I find that it makes me a better mom. If I'm constantly frantic thinking, I got to do this, my to-do list is a mile long and all of that, I I'm distracted and I can't be as engaged with her. Another thing that has been a priority for me now, really for the last year and a half or so is cooking. And I found it to be my therapy in a lot of ways. So many people are like, well isn't that extra work? And, and for me, no, it, it's creating something that has nothing to do with the daily 
obligations that I have, right? It's, it's something that I love to do and enjoy. And so I think what I've had to do to try to manage just the grind that comes with a daily show and a ton of work and spending all of football season working seven days a week, it's what can I do for myself? What can I do that is going to make me have these little pockets of joy? Um, because that's my reality right now. And at some point I cannot wait to have extended period of times where I put my feet up and just <laughs> relax with family a little bit, but that's not the stage of life that I'm in right now. So I think finding ways to make the most of this time is how I try to to manage. And, and also, like you said, finding those non-negotiables that are, hey, this is something that's going to have to happen no matter what. And people understand that at the end of the day. What is your favorite thing to cook now that you've gotten more into it? Oh my goodness. I, I love making a good steak. Ooh, I really do. Yeah. I think I have, I don't want to like pat myself on the back too much here, but I am we in the theme of being kinder. I will celebrate my filet mignon Ooh. that I make. It is phenomenal. If anyone wants any tips, <laughs> not that I'm some sort of meat expert, give, no, but give I do us think the tips. Share them. Share the tips. <laughs> I, think, okay, okay. I think the key is you got to obviously you heavily, not too much, but heavily salt and pepper, both sides of your steak. Mm-hmm. You get your butter going in a cast iron. You're going to just sear it on one side for about three minutes, depending on how rare you want it to be, but about three minutes per side. When you flip it over, that's when you add a little bit more butter and start spooning that butter over the top constantly. You can add garlic, rosemary too, or maybe thyme, just depending on what you've got going on. Then you pop it in the oven at like 415 for maybe four minutes perfection. So good. I promise. And if you try it, let me know. Uh, I definitely going to try that. That sounds delicious. Also, please don't be alarmed if I show up at your house for dinner one night. It's totally um, fine. You are welcome anytime. <laughs> and uh, what are we having tonight? I, I love planning my menus. That's that's always my my sort of respite from everything else. So I think tonight we're, I'm doing a, it's like a sauteed chicken Yum. with mushrooms and some other, what else was in there? Maybe like leeks or something. Anyway, it looked really good. So that's what we're going to have. Oh, I mean, this is a Siri book me a flight to the East coast moment right now. (laughs) Um, For sure. That sounds absolutely delicious. Um, Switching gears a little bit. Well, actually a lot. I won't lie. We're switching gears a lot. Um, But what is a criticism that you received early on that has turned out to be really helpful for you? Oh, that's a great question. So I'll give you a few because I think these are important. So early on, I, well, first of all, just the tangible being on television, nervous things that I did. So I was holding the microphone with two hands, which, you know, that's a, that's a telltale sign that someone's freaking out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you got the white knuckle grip on the microphone. I did that. I also did this odd thing where I would shake my right arm like a chicken wing as I would talk. It was just like a total chicken wing the entire time. And it took me a while to stop it. And there are even times now where I will watch something back and and know that I was uncomfortable and I'm doing that stupid chicken wing again. So (laughs) it's like, you know, for years, this chicken wing is haunting me. But that was something that somebody pointed out. And at the time, it really hurt my feelings because I thought, I, I was, I felt like I was failing at, in the business. I felt like I wasn't good enough. And I thought, well, here's more proof, but it ended up being so helpful because that that's something that I could then work on correcting. Another thing that's interesting is early on at ESPN, I would start every sideline report with the word well, and it was brought up to me by 
my boss and he was, he's incredible. I credit him with so many improvements that I've made, but it was because he was giving me harsher criticism and I was taking it and applying it. And it wasn't always pleasant to hear. Uh, There were many times when my questions weren't good enough to coaches or I could have worded something different. And it was fine tuning that would at times upset me, but I knew it was for the better. And I've seen it I've seen it help so immensely. So I had to work the word well, and and I still try not to use it. That's interesting. <laughs> I really do. I'm like scarred for life for the word well, but it, it was a good point. That person is listening so closely that they're noticing something like that, and it is something that can be fixed. And so those were a few things early on. And then, and then I think overall, one of the things that I learned from a hosting standpoint very early and maybe this would have been in in around maybe 2015, 2016, I had minimal hosting experience. So ESPN finally gave me a couple opportunities to fill in on some things. And I realized that I was very stuck on the rundown. And if you've, if you've hosted before, you know what I'm talking about. But essentially, the rundown is what tells us what's next in the show. And I was so dependent on that thing that every two seconds I'm looking down and it became very choppy and I had a hard time connecting things. And there was a a great piece of advice that came from Joe Tessitore, who's been a wonderful mentor to me. And I think one of the most talented broadcasters in this business, he said, just think of it as this living, breathing thing. Mm -hmm. The show is this bit of an amoeba. And I realize that's very out there. But if you start to think of it as something that's moldable as you go, you're not so stuck on those things. You're not thinking, well, I have to do what's next. And obviously you follow the plan, but there are many ways where I think as natural broadcasters, we can have a lot more success just trusting ourselves to go with our gut. And there are so many times when I will make a left turn when the producer thought I was going right and we just adjust together. And later on, we'll get to commercial break. I'll say, hey, I, this is why I did that. I thought this was better. And, and either he'll agree or disagree or she will agree or disagree. But we we know that there's that trust there and it starts with trusting myself to do that. And so I think that was an overarching thing that made a big difference in the way that I hosted. So before we get to five fun facts, and thank you for sharing that, by the way, because I think that those are really important pieces of advice. And actually, before I get to my next question, I want to highlight the constructive criticisms that you got, because it's always hard to hear criticism, but it's learning what's constructive, what's not, and what can help you. And essentially, all those things were really helpful to you and, and made you a better reporter. Yes. So if you could give our listeners one piece of advice before, for starting a career in your field, what would it be? I think the biggest thing is getting the reps and finding ways to get them. And you can even give them to yourself by setting up a tripod and your iPhone and going out in a busy area, maybe in front of a stadium before a game and doing some reports, practicing as if you're live, watching it back, critiquing yourself, sending it to people who you trust, DM it to me. Let me watch it. Let me help. I I think when you get the reps and when you are practicing regularly, there's no way you're not getting better at this. But without those reps, it is impossible to continue to improve. And so many talented people end up giving up on this business because they're not able to find reps. Create the reps for yourself and do every single thing that you can to keep getting them as many possible days as you can and in as many areas of this field as possible. 
Thank you, Laura. This this has been awesome. Um, such excellent advice and such like real life, good, tangible advice, including the filet mignon, but so many things that we could take with us. And I think that our listeners, so I appreciate that. Uh, but before I let you go, we have to do five fun facts. And this is something that started that I do with the 49ers players. Uh, we do it on my iPhone. It's like, it's very casual and fun and they love it because they just share different parts of themselves. But every week on this show, we ask our guests the same five questions which has been great because we get so many fun and different answers. So without further ado, five fun facts with Laura Rutledge. Laura, what is your favorite? Yay. 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 You know what? I love a yay. <laughs> Thank you very much. I love a yay. It's so funny because the players will be like five and then by fact three, they like will get going. It's it. so funny. They're like five. How can I get with five? And then by three, they're like, oh, 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 and then it's like more than five fun facts. That's so funny. <laughs> what is your favorite moment in sports? Uh, my favorite moment in sports is the Alabama-Georgia National Championship game where Tua Tungavailoa threw the overtime last second pass to Devontae Smith to win the game. And it is not because I'm an Alabama <laughs> fan. It's because it was the craziest moment and most unexpected moment I think I've ever seen. And it was just wild being down there on the field. So I will never forget that one. What is your life motto? No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. That's from Eleanor Roosevelt. And I use that quote daily. That is, that is fantastic. What is your go-to workout? Oh my goodness. I wish I could say I was better at this. Um, I do love a 10 minute Peloton ride and, and hear me out here. I realize people are like 10 minutes. I think they're the most intense rides because it's all packed into 10 minutes and you don't get a break. So I, I love those 10 minute rides and it wouldn't matter if I tried anything else. I would still stick to 10 minutes because I usually only have 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So that's my go-to. And the important part of that is getting something in, get you moving 10 minutes for yourself right. every day. That's important. If we could all get 10 minutes just for ourselves every day, that would be huge. Uh, what is your go-to coffee order? Ooh, okay. So I've been doing a new oh, one. Good. So I've, I feel like this sounds really extra, but it it's actually quite simple when you actually see it. So I'm a big extra ice person. And I'm all iced coffee. It doesn't matter if it is frigid. I love iced coffee. Okay. So I'm iced coffee, extra ice, just a tiny bit of oat milk. I don't want a whole, I want it to like still be very brown. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, one pump of the toasted vanilla syrup. I realize this is a very Starbucks order. If I went somewhere else, I'd probably just order iced coffee, which I do love a regular coffee shop that's not Starbucks. But anyway, <laughs> and then sometimes if I'm feeling like a little extra treat, I'll put some caramel drizzle on there, which just drives it up a whole notch. Um, but yeah, the main point is the extra ice. I'm a psycho. People are always like, it's freezing outside and your hand is frozen to your cup. But that's how I operate. That's okay. And there is something about an iced coffee that's just really delicious. Oh, so good. I'm going to go get one now. I'm sorry, what did you say? You're going to get one now? <laughs> I'm going to go get one Fantastic. now. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, and then last but not least, a book every woman should read. Oh, okay. Um, this I think applies to anyone, but I, this book changed my life. It's by Malcolm Gladwell and it's called the outliers and it is exceptional. If you haven't read it, it also kind of goes back to what I was talking about with getting opportunity and getting reps at what you want to do and being an expert in it as a result. But yes, I think Malcolm Gladwell is a fascinating writer too. So, um, I would recommend that one. Fantastic. Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Absolutely, it was. It was It was a blast. And if you guys like what you heard, which I know you did, 
please make sure to leave us a five-star review and follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. We are brought to you by Bet Online, And with that, I will talk to everybody next week. Bye, all. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.